From the 420 SS Studio, this is the Sloppy Pod, the leader in the Unpolished Podcast, coming to you from the great Pacific Northwest, up here in Washington State, not D.C., and away we go for October, <laughs> October 31st, uh, 2020. Hey, it's Halloween. <laughs> yeah, it sure is, it's Halloween. Must be the season of the Yes, it is the season of the witch. How did you know? <laughs> yeah. And I'm, you know, I'm not going to do any political statement involving Nancy Pelosi. So, you know, not necessary. Um, <laughs> see what I did there? <laughs> ay, ay, ay. Okay, so yeah, it is Season of the Witch. Any, uh, anyone out there trick-or-treating? Anybody? You know, giving out masks and free vaccines? Anybody? Uh, man, I think uh, COVID-19 is going to put the kibosh on Halloween, Thanksgiving, Christmas. I, I, I think 2020 just needs to go bye-bye, you know? Uh, but there, there, are, um, there are churches out there doing drive-throughs, uh, not drive-bys. That's a, it's a different neighborhood. Uh, but uh, drive-throughs where they you know give out hang on a second give out candy as they you know people drive through with the car Uh, that is what Calvary Community Church and Seminar is doing hang on grab a little drink here Um, that is what Calvary is doing and uh, they're doing it I mean they I think they've done it uh, a couple years before um, but because of COVID-19 yeah this uh, drive-through what are you gonna do um, but Calvary Community Church uh, is a fantastic place man fantastic uh, family atmosphere if you haven't tried it if you're looking for a church there's there's your answer I mean it's it's a solid church and as soon as I get my car running uh, well it's running but it's overheating uh, anyway <laughs> sorry I, I get you know me and my ADHD I get sidetracked uh, um, so how is everyone doing I mean seriously I, I hope everyone is doing good. Uh, if you can do great, then that's even better, right? My genuine wish for you is to have a great day. Have a great day. You know, despite... Uh, <laughs> oh, hang on a second. What's going on outside? Ugh. What have I said about interruptions? <laughs> Oh, wow. Okay, well, just a little incident outside, and then I had to make my appointment. Uh, so, I, yeah, I had to, had to take care of some business, but I'm back. Um, whew, okay, so where was I? Hi, hi, hi. <laughs> hi, how you doing? Um, no, actually, I hope everyone is doing great. Uh <laughs> Man, it's hard to recover. You know, it is for me anyway. Um, 
and again, as I said, my J. <laughs> oh, let's start over again. Yeah. My genuine wish for you is to have a great day, despite despite anyone who would rather spew uh, hate and vitriol. Ain't nobody got time for that. That's right, sweet brown. Ain't nobody got time for that, indeed. Oh, yeah, we all remember sweet brown. She, uh, she had a go of it after that, after that little, uh, um, <laughs> you know. Uh, she was a star. She had her 15 minutes, man. She had commercial... Anyway, again, that, here I am, uh, going on and on. Um, let's see. Let me grab another drink. Uh. Again, it is episode 50, part 2. Part 2 of episode 50. 50! I mean, come on. Um, so we we uh, have a few things I want to introduce later in the show. Uh, we are changing things up just a little bit to get a little more focused. Yeah, you know, if you will. Uh, I'm really looking uh, to talk much more about the island that I used to live on, called McNeil Island. Uh, I lived over there from '64 to '80. I know, that makes me old. Uh, I was born in 63, for crying out loud, you know. So I lived on the island for, uh, what, 16, 17 years. And uh, my my most formative years. Anyway, uh, let's see here. Um, oh, and one more thing. Um, we're, uh, when I say we, or we're, uh, I'm referring to myself uh, as me, myself, and I. We. Um, yeah. And we're a great team. Uh, uh, we are also implementing a segment that I want to call Best Voices. It's going to be kind of a 10-week um, look at some of the best uh, journalists, commentators, essayists, and the like. Uh, the voices to include Paul Harvey, Andy Rooney, uh, Walter Cronkite, and many more. Um, and that'll be starting, uh, that'll be kicking off today. Stay tuned to find out who it is this week. So a lot to get to. Uh, and yeah, I, I hope that you're going to like the changes. Um, they're plentiful. I just felt it necessary to kind of change things up, you know, kind of, um, after 50, I know, after 50 episodes, I think it's time to do a little thing different, you know, so here we are, we're, uh, we're gonna do this and uh, see how it goes, um, yeah. Change is always good, sorry about the, uh. I kind of cut that off a little bit early. Editing is not my strong suit. <laughs> oh man. Um, okay, so yeah, we're gonna um, we're going to what are we gonna do? Holy cow! I guess I guess I'll tell you what. Let me collect myself. Wait, 
and uh, and then we'll be uh, we'll be right back. Is there anybody out there? Hey, this week in Best Voices, we honor Andy Rooney by letting him tell his story. Not many people in this world are as lucky as I've been. When I was in high school, I had an English teacher who told me I was a good writer, so I set out to become a writer myself. I've made my living as a writer for 70 years now, been pretty good. During World War II, I wrote for the Army newspaper, The Stars and Stripes. After the war, I went to work in radio and television because I didn't think anyone was paying enough attention to the written word. I worked with a lot of great people who had the voice for radio or they looked good on television. But someone had to write what they said, and that was me. When I went on television, it was as a writer. I don't think of myself as a television personality. I'm a writer who reads what he's written. People have often told me I said the things they are thinking themselves. I probably haven't said anything here that you didn't already know or have already thought. That's what a writer does. There aren't too many original thoughts in the world. A writer's job is to tell the truth. I believe that if all the truth were known about everything in the world, it would be a better place to live. I know I've been terribly wrong sometimes, but I think I've been right more often than I've been wrong. I may have given the impression that I don't care what anyone else thinks, but I do care. I care a lot. I have always hoped that people will like what I've written. Being liked is nice, but it's not my intent. I spent my first 50 years trying to become well-known as a writer, and the next 30 trying to avoid being famous. I walk down the street now or go to a football game and people shout, hey Andy, and I hate that. I've done a lot of complaining here, but of all the things I've complained about, I can't complain about my life. My wife Margie and I had four good kids. Now there are grandchildren. I have two great-grandchildren, although they're a little young for me to know how great they are. And all this time, I've been paid to say what is on my mind on television. You don't get any luckier in life than that. This is a moment I've dreaded. I wish I could do this forever. I can't, though. But I'm not retiring. Writers don't retire, and I'll always be a writer. A lot of you have sent me wonderful letters and said good things to me when you meet me in the street. I wasn't always gracious about it. It's hard to accept being liked. I don't say this often, but thank you. The story will continue in a moment. We sat down with Andy recently to chat about, well, Andy. When you first started the Rooney piece on 60 Minutes, what was the immediate response? Well, how are you going to hate Andy Rooney on television. I mean, I, I don't recall having much negative comment from anybody. Did you have any idea, though, that you would become uh, iconic on this broadcast? Well, I hope you're right. I don't know whether you're right or not, but I like hearing you say it. 
I don't know anything offhand that mystifies Americans more than the cotton they put in pill bottles. Why do they do it? For over 30 years, Andy Rooney has held court, dispensing his wit and wisdom from his desk turned pulpit, soapbox, or whatever you want to call it. I make my living having opinions. All I'm saying is... As America's favorite grouch-in-chief, he was the voice. Will you please tell me why the... The loud, whiny voice speaking on behalf of citizens fed up with nearly everything. That's what's wrong with what's going on in Washington. And a watchdog. Look at these boxes of stuff. Our junkyard poodle protecting consumers. Check the size of those things. They not only puff the wheat, they puff the blueberries. I think of it as work. I love to come in and sit down at my typewriter. You think of it as work. People watching this say, you call that work? <laughs> I, know, I know. That is true. But I do think of it. It is work. As for topics, well, he had an axe to grind about nearly everything. The more insignificant, the better. Do you have one of these? From the junk on his desk. Got a lot of paperweights. To the junk in his car. Here's a pair of dark glasses with one side of the earpiece missing. For Andy, having the demeanor of an unmade bed... This is what I look like in real life, you surprised? ...and the persona of a surly curmudgeon was no act. There's no doubt about it. Dogs are nicer than people. People say, is Rooney really like that? You know, <laughs> one of the characters they see on the screen. Is Rooney really like that? I say, he's exactly <laughs> like that. For example... Well, I've been out with you just walking the street, and people come up asking for an autograph. Oh, what and kind you of can, an idiot? you get very prickly with Oh, them. what kind of an idiot wants my name it's on a piece of paper? It's not a question of what kind of idiot. I've heard you say to people, look, I get paid to write. <laughs> you I suppose it. you're right, but I still do it, and I have no intention of stopping. I just don't sign autographs. Andy was born in 1919, just as the First World War ended. He grew up in Albany, New York during the Depression, but the Roonies never had to stand in a bread line. What was your childhood like? What was it like up there? Well, it was good. My father traveled, so he was away a lot, and I had a good mother. She took care of us. And you weren't a poor family at all. No, no. My father made, I think he made $18,000 a year, and that was a lot of money, and my mother spent it. She, she, <laughs> he gave it all to her, I guess. When I was about 15, I went to a very good school, one of the best schools in the, best schools in the country, the Albany Academy. I was not a good student, but uh, they were good teachers. He was good enough to get into Colgate University until World War II comes along. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> I gather you were a, a reluctant warrior. I was a reluctant warrior. I did not believe in the war. I thought it was wrong to go into any war. and. Uh, I got to the war and saw the Germans, and I changed my mind. I decided we were right going into World War II. You lost a lot of friends, correct? Oh, I did. I lost three or four close friends from the Albany Academy. There were about 22 in my class, and I think four of them were killed. You weren't in combat, although I'm sure you saw some. I worked for the Army newspaper, and I could go as far up as I dared, and I dared go pretty far up. It was, it was dangerous. The weird thing about covering a war is it's dangerous and it's brutal and it's awful. 
And it's great fun as well. It is. I mean, it's incredible to say I had a great time in World War II, and I was at the battlefront. And you made some lifelong friends. Oh, I made some lifelong friends, yeah. Cronkite? Walter Cronkite. I can't believe I got to know Walter. He was one of my best friends. I mean, he was until the day he died. He was a, a great friend. After the war, Andy tried his hand at comedy, writing for the popular radio-turned-television personality, Arthur Godfrey. Godfrey presented himself as the nation's kindly uncle, but... He was not a great guy to work for because he was, uh, he was nasty sometimes. But uh, this was 1949, 50, 51, I was making like $500 a week, I mean a fortune. But you were writing for somebody else to read. Yes, but that didn't bother me then as it would now. I can't imagine <laughs> writing for anybody else now. But uh, I was perfectly happy. And when he used something of mine on the air, I liked it. From working for a fake good guy, he went to work for a real one. Correspondent Harry Reasoner here at CBS News. No thought has much meaning until it is written or spoken. I worked for Harry Reasoner for eight or ten years and wrote a lot of what he read. Tell me about that relationship, that partnership with Harry. We were very good friends. I liked Harry a lot. And he obviously liked me. He was a pretty good writer himself. Oh, he was a great, that was the darndest thing. I mean, he was a better writer than I was, and yet he let me do it for him. Laziness, you think? Oh, he was lazy. Harry Reasoner was a lazy person. No question about it. Hey, before we go to break, real quick, you might be calling me lazy because, because of recording this. But I thought it was most important that he tell his story. His story. History. Got it? We'll be right back. Then, in 1978... We were curious about the car death figures and how they... Andy emerged from the shadows to begin his long run as the last word on 60 Minutes. Why is it we all look forward to the mail coming every day? Something's got to be done about phone books. You know something I don't like? Chocolate chip cookies. I sit down on my typewriter, or I look at the newspaper, and there is so much going on in the world. I mean, who couldn't write a column, I think, to myself? It's just, there's everything going on, and I, I, I would be embarrassed to say I couldn't write a column. Nothing seems funny this week. And it wasn't just doorknobs and desk clutter. There were times when he spoke for the nation. And liftoff. He shared our sense of helplessness when the space shuttle Challenger exploded in 1986. We can all be prouder to be human beings because that's what they were. They make up for a lot of liars, cheats, and terrorists among us. And in 1995, our anger over the Oklahoma City bombers. I could kill the bastards. And in 2003, he said this about the war in Iraq. We didn't shock them, and we didn't awe them in Baghdad. The phrase makes us look like foolish braggarts. The president ought to fire whoever wrote that for him. Do you ever get any flack for being too political? You think I'm too political no. sometimes? Yeah. Well... Uh, I suppose I am sometimes. It's hard to conceal the fact that I am more of a Democrat than I am a Republican. 
But I'm absolutely open-minded about it, I think. And uh, I would, I would uh, object to being called either. In 1990, though, he was pilloried for making some questionable observations about race and homosexuality, which led to a suspension from CBS. The controversy that you got involved in, which led to a three-month suspension, <laughs> you made some remarks that the homosexual community in this country took as offensive, and you were, you were pretty nasty about, about their outrage. Well, I suppose I was. If I was, I'm sorry. Do you look for trouble? No, I don't. I, it comes actually to me. <laughs> He's not exactly Mr. Congeniality, even to his most ardent fans. You've gotten tons of mail over the... I get a lot uh, of mail. I get more than mail than most people. Do you answer any of them? Not much, no. I mean, who would want to answer an idiot who has a bad sense to write me a letter. I mean, it's a certain kind of person who writes you, and they're not my kind of people, usually. Well, they are your kind of people. Well, I mean, they're people who are... I suppose, but I, I, every once in a while I answer one, but not very often. Most people who've kept most of their marbles tend to mellow with age. Not our Andy, who at age 92 grows even grumpier. It's not much fun growing old, is it? I hate it. I mean, I'm going to die, and uh, it does, that doesn't appeal to me at all. Do you think about death? I do. I do think about it quite a bit. And? I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> the only thing golden about the golden years may be memories, and Andy has plenty of those. The interesting thing was I really liked all of them, and that doesn't happen very often when you work with a group of people. Imagine being on 60 Minutes. It is just been such a show over the years. If you had your life to live over again, what <laughs> would you do? Uh, if I had my life to live over again, I'd be on television. I'd get on 60 Minutes if I could, and I'd do a piece every week of my own. I'd write it and say it, and that's what I'd like to do best, and that's what I do. Well, hey, folks, welcome back to the uh, Sloppy Pod. Um, okay, so it is Halloween, and it, you know, it just seems fitting that we, uh, that we delve into, uh, you know. News of the Weird is brought to you by me. Hey, uh, let's see. All right, let's go. Nathan Garisto, 26, of Largo, Florida, was arrested on October 19th on a domestic battery charge. Yikes. Uh, let's see. The smoking gun reported that Garisto was heavily intoxicated while engaged in a verbal argument with his girlfriend, according to police. He refused to leave after his girlfriend asked him to, instead throwing a pumpkin... Oh, my gosh. Throwing a pumpkin and all the, <laughs> the insides of the pumpkin at the subject. Uh, Gristo maintains 
He threw the pumpkin at the door, not the girlfriend. He was released on bond and ordered to have no contact with the victim. Wow, what a special guy. And, you know, they got back together, I'm sure. Uh, here we go. The meth made me do it. Okay, here we go. Traffic slowed to a crawl and people got out of their cars on a busy roadway in Chongqing, Chongqing, China, of course, uh, on October 17th, hoping to collect banknotes that were raining from the sky. As it turned out, the money, oh man, come on, the money wasn't coming from heaven, but an unnamed 29-year-old man who was tripping on methamphetamine in his 30-story <laughs> high apartment building overlooking the street as he showered passersbys with money, police arrived and took him into custody and he received treatment, according to The Guardian. Yeah, no, I don't think so. I don't know. But, you know, a Chinese man doing math, you don't hear about that very often, you know? Uh, let's see, let me... Oh, my gosh. Um, ba 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 let's go. Um... Okay, a woman would not leave a St. Peter... All of these stories coming out of Florida. A woman would not leave a St. Petersburg, Florida mobile gas station. Uh, she was arrested for trespassing on October 14th. Uh, let's see. But that's not the weird part. Melinda G uh, Guerrero, 33, was also charged with... Uh, providing a false name to law enforcement after she repeatedly said her name was My Butt Just Farted. What? Officers were familiar with Guerrero after a series of arrests over the, uh, yeah, over several years. Uh, her, oh my God. Her last name is tattooed on her, on her back, so... They noted she may have been, oh, she may have been under the influence of drugs or alcohol. Say it ain't so. Ay, ay, ay. All right. One more. Let's do one more. Um, okay, so this hopefully will fit the bill. Hang on. This diabetes, man. I mean, I'm drinking water like it's going out of style. Ah, uh, ba ba ba. Okay, so I want to do this story called Election Snafu, but it's uh, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna read this ahead. All right, so the story titled Election Snafu was not. Yeah, it, it's it's not one of those that uh, deserve. Uh, yeah, it's just not that great. 
so here's another one out of Florida. Um, <clears throat> on October 8th, uh, on October, oh my God, try it again. On October 8th, as an Advent health worker checked visitors' uh, temperatures at Disney World Orlando, uh, she noticed a woman removing something from the stroller she was pushing and placed it in the bushes outside the entrance to the park. Okay? The woman then proceeded through the checkpoint and into the park. The witness alerted authorities who found a purse and, oh, and inside a handgun. Yikes. The woman, Marcia Temple of uh, Georgia, uh-oh, of Georgia, returned to the spot and told the officer the purse was hers, but threw her six-year-old son under the bus. I had told my son, oh my gosh, really? I had told my son to hold it for me and stand right there while I go get my brother. He put it down and messed with the plants and I put them, what? And I put them back, but I didn't, I didn't know he put it down and I didn't know he left it over there. Oh my God. I feel so sorry for cops that have to deal with with this crap. Unfortunately for Temple, security cameras... Uh, hang on. Security cameras captured her planting the person bushes. ClickOrlando.com uh, reported... Uh, let's see. Hang on a second. So sorry about that. Orange, uh, Orange County deputies said, oh, said the firearm was fully loaded and Temple did not have a concealed, <laughs> concealed weapons permit for either Georgia or Florida. Wow. Man. What are people, what are people thinking? Uh, did I say one more? Uh, let's see here. Alright. One more. I'll give you a one guess. Uh, tell me where this next story is out of. Florida? That's right, Florida. <laughs> How did you know? Oh, good lord. Uh, <clears throat> um, okay, so Ryan Ferry and his wife moved into uh, their Clearwater, Florida home with great expectations about living in the neighborhood they loved. But, uh-oh. But their next-door neighbor, Ken Nielsen, had other plans. Quote, he threatened to shoot me in the face <laughs> numerous times. Ferry told WFLA, My wife can't go out and sunbathe because he will pull up a chair and take pictures of her. Uh, wow. <clears throat> the final straw. Oh, my God. Hang on. Uh, the final straw came on October 24th when Ferry hung lights out on the side of, uh, on his side of their shared fence 
for birthday party that evening. Uh, Nielsen called police, who asked Ferry to remove the lights. Really? Uh, but then he called 911 uh, again. Oh, my God. And telling the operator, I've got a ton of weapons. I got hand grenades. I'll blow them out of the bleak. Oh, okay. I got effing hand Oh, my gosh. Okay. Well, anyway, uh, Ferry can uh, take comfort in the fact that it's not personal. Uh, Nielsen assaulted another neighbor in 2016 <laughs> for power washing while he was trying to watch the Olympics. Man, what a dick. Um, anyway, we're going to go to break here. Uh, enough of all the uh, news of the weird. We'll uh, be right back. Hey folks, welcome back to the uh, Sloppy Pod. Um, okay, so we're going to shift gears here. And uh, because it's Halloween... We're going to uh, share a story time. <laughs> and I I have told you this story before. Well, I've, I've mentioned her name, okay? Uh, <laughs> um, okay, so let me back up. It is Halloween. I want to know. I want to know what you're dressing up as. Okay. Simple question. What are you dressing up as for Halloween? Let me know at um, Dan. Dan at the sloppypod.com. You got that? Dan at the sloppypod.com. Just let me know what you're dressing up as. Um, and what you hope to accomplish. No, I'm just kidding. Um, I know there's going to be uh, going to be a lot of political, um, a lot of political. Uh, uh, what do you call it? Um, oh my gosh! Yeah, people are going to dress up as Trump, uh, <laughs> and people are going to dress up as Biden, or they might forget. I, I don't know. And then you're going to have people dressed up as Pelosi. Um, or what, whatever, you know, but just let me know what you're going to dress up as. Now, back to the story time. Um, okay, so uh, anybody who follows the, uh, the, the podcast knows about Backwards Debbie. Okay, I, I dated, the, I dated three gals back in the day, not at the same time, mind you. But three gals named Debbie, okay? Uh, you had one-eyed Debbie, who uh, lost her eye with a clothes hanger. I know, ugly. Um, and then you had Mushroom Debbie, who was... She was a bigger gal. She was... She had this head. <laughs> she, she just was shaped like a mushroom, okay? And these are names that my brother labeled them. Uh, and then you had Backwards Debbie, who uh, who lived 
Well, she didn't live in the wood. I mean, she did. Her house, she had a house. She lived with her parents. Her parents were severe alcoholics. Yeah, it's not a pretty story. Um, but one day, or one, you know, Halloween, I, uh, I asked her, I said, you know, um, I called her. I said, hey, uh, what do you, because, oh my God. I couldn't see her because my car was uh, wrecked. That's a different story, but um, call her up. Said, "Hey, babe, what are you going for? Uh, what are you going as for Halloween? What What are you doing tonight?" Well, me and my girlfriend thought we'd dress up as hookers. What? Uh, no. She's like, uh, yeah. I told her, I am not. I'm not dating a whore. Okay. I'm just gonna do it for one night. It's like no, one night's too long. Uh you're not gonna do it. She said, Yeah. I said, Well bye bye. Bye Felicia. Her name was Debbie, but uh yeah, you get the point. <sighs> yeah, so that's the story of uh Debbie dressed up as a hooker. Yeah. Um I I know. It's uh, just one of those things, right? Anyway, uh, again, what are, you, what are you dressing up as for Halloween? Dan at thesloppypod.com. Love to hear from you. Okay, moving on. Oh, did I? Okay, hang on a second. I got to get that, that website back. Uh, I, I was looking at Walmart. What am I saying? I was looking at at um. Good Lord, help me! Hang on a second. Okay, sorry about that. My bad. Okay, so, <laughs> uh, I had been looking for um. Well, I'm in the market for a puppy, a dog. Okay, um. And I, uh, I was, oh my God, please help me. <laughs> I was uh, in Facebook, I was looking around, and this um, uh, this ad came up for puppyspot.com. Ooh, I'm trying to burp. Um, and so this ad came up for Puppy Spot, and I thought, oh, okay, you know, so I clicked on it. And, uh, I see all these, I mean, dare I say, adorable puppies. They, they, I mean, come on, puppies, come on. You know, anything, uh, well, anyway, I'm, uh, I'm getting off topic. My, uh, ADHD, sorry, folks, is, like, way up here, man. It's, uh. It's not good. I, I may have to go for a walk or something. <laughs> um, anyway, so I come across uh, Puppy Spot, and I see all these adorable dogs, you know. Um, and I see this one. <clears throat> His name is Nugget, okay? He's a Shih Tzu. Just freaking adorable. But when I saw the price that is attached to him, 
2799 say 2800 bucks. I almost shih tzu'd a nugget. You know what I mean? I mean, come on. It's... I, I'm sure it's... He's every... Uh, I'm, I think it's... Yeah, it's a male. I'm sure he's worth every penny. But when you're on a budget... I mean, a tight budget... So, who knows, though, huh? Everything's expensive. Everything costs money there, you know? I went to buy a dog. I couldn't believe how much these dogs cost. Salesman in a store trying to sell me the most expensive dog in a store, you know? Big $600 dog. It's a big pit bull. 600 bucks, you know? And I was looking to pay, you know, maybe a, a buck, something like that, you know? Maybe <laughs> two bucks, something like that, you know? But I was going, hey, don't you got a bargain dog around the joint here? And any kind of a dog of the week going on this week? Big bin of dogs, maybe that I could pull something out of it. <laughs> yeah, so that that is my dilemma. I uh, I was looking for a cheaper dog, not one that I could. I mean, come on, two grand. Uh so anyway, I I just I don't see the point. And I was looking at these other dogs that were. Um, that were close to five grand, and they were like some registry, uh, regist- uh, whatever they go by, um, and I don't remember. It was something FC, and I I thought you know if they were registered KFC, they might be worth a little bit. Anyway, um, I don't remember the uh, the actual. Uh, I don't know, man. I may have to go for a walk, folks. Uh, <laughs> okay, folks. Well, I listened to this back. I'm not going to re-record, but I uh, I have to ask you. You you can hear me struggle, uh, and that is the the everyday struggle of ADHD. Not being able to pin down your thoughts immediately when you need them. I, that's my, my, that's my every day. So, with that, I'm, uh, I'm forced to kind of, uh, close it down a little bit. Um, I am going to be back on Tuesday. I think we're going to do a, a thing. As the uh, the votes roll in, I think we're going to do something. Uh, so I will be back here on Tuesday, and we'll see about the election. Until then, love you guys. Who I mean, my listen, my listening audience that stays with me. I appreciate you guys more than you know. I really do. Stay with me. It's going to get better. I promise. I may need a... I need... Ed, oh, my God. I need medication for this ADHD. I really do. Uh, but until then, we will uh, talk to you soon. Uh, and, hey, roll your clocks back, dude. It's daylight savings time ends tonight. Uh, 
Happy Halloween, all you uh, goblins and ghouls and all that. Later.